everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I'm your host, Lisa the Life Coach. This is the podcast that introduces you to amazing coaches and teaches you about them and how they can help you live more vibrantly. So happy to be here today and bring you another great episode and introduce you to another great coach. However, it's not technically introducing you because if you will remember from season one, episode one, we have the fabulous Amanda Winkler back today. And I was very happy to have her back. I was so happy that she stepped out and joined me in the first season of my podcast as I'm learning and growing and just was a part of that messy action. And she's just a beautiful soul and a great person. And I was really happy that she wanted to come back and you know be on the show again. And also her message and the reason she wanted to come back was to discuss depression. She had been diagnosed with depression and she really wanted to disclose that and reach out to people and let them know this is a condition that you can have, but it doesn't mean that you can't be happy, um, that you can't succeed at life. And she has her own business and she's a coach and she has all these great things going on in her life as well. And she's not just someone with depression. She has so much more going on. And it was just really beautiful for her to put that out there and show her human side and also help people manage it because she is a coach and she also has depression. So she knows how to manage that and how to go through those struggles and those bouts of depression. And I was just really happy for her to come and talk about that. I think it's important to share that kind of information. I know that I've shared that with my followers. You know, I have anxiety and depression, contamination OCD, and also inattentive ADD. So these types of things are just things that we, conditions that we have. They are not anything that means that we can't achieve our goals and that we can't have happiness and we can't enjoy our lives. Really happy to bring this episode to you today so you can hear about Amanda and her experiences and how she's been through this. And if it resonates with you, as always, please feel free to reach out to her and work with her one-on-one. It will be a life-changing experience, I'm sure. And as always, I'm here, yours truly. I would love to coach you if you're struggling with feeling stuck and perfectionist paralysis and loving yourself and achieving those goals. That's what I'm here for. That's what I help women do and always happy to help. So enjoy today's episode. Really, again, thank you to Amanda for stepping out and being vulnerable and sharing this with us. And I hope you all will enjoy. I know you'll get a lot of value out of it and just get out there and live vibrantly. Hi, Amanda. I'm so happy to have you again today. You are the first episode of the Vibrant Life Allies podcast, and so glad that you returned. If you will, remind everybody who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. So I am an emotional eating and spiritual mindset coach, and I help female entrepreneurs really dig deep into tapping into their inner truths and also being able to step back into their power while monetizing and attracting their dream clients. And then I also help busy career women with their emotional eating struggles that they might be currently experiencing. And we dive really deep into shifting mindset to develop not only a healthy relationship with food, but also a healthier relationship within themselves and being able to heal from any past emotional trauma. So that is my role. Wow. That is a lot. You do a lot. 
Yeah, essentially entrepreneurs, career women, you help them with mindset, which is crucial, key to everything. And then also, you know, with past trauma and then issues around emotional eating, which is very common. It is. And you know what? When I say it out loud, if I really think about it, I emulate a lot of like that past and present because I am currently a female entrepreneur, but I've also experienced my own trauma and my own struggles with food and the healing process. And it took time. It wasn't something that happened overnight, like really being able to dive in my journey and then hiring other coaches as well to help me through. Like I hired my first health and wellness coach back in 2018. So I've been through my own journey and that's kind of what really sparked me to help other women, especially in the career and entrepreneurship realm, because that's me. I'm very career driven. Um, So I like to help other women that are currently needing that support in their journey as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We tend to work with people who are past versions of ourselves and, you know, help them to find the path that we found so that they can reach those goals because we know what it was like and we have those similar goals. Um, So that's really amazing. And then just as far as food and emotional eating, even with my own experiences and then having friends, especially who've really struggled with that, um, it just seems so intuitive to me now that a coach having that support, that experience and that, you know, someone that you're speaking to regularly and working through those issues, just seems like the best way to resolve those issues. It really does because having that other perspective and being able to tap in a deeper level than we can do on our own. Like a lot of times, like for me personally, I saw myself at surface level. You know, I thought like, this is what's going on. It is what it is. You know, there's no other way. I, you know, I can't see it from another perspective. And then you have this second party coming in who is your cheerleader, who is supporting you and who is really helping you firsthand dive into those really deep layers that maybe you didn't even know existed or you've been hiding from straight out of fear. Um, so that's really how I was able to tap into my own healing journey. And then she even brought out for me, she's like, you're already a healer and you help people because I'm a social worker as well. And she's like, you're already in this helping field, but I feel like you can do so much more than just serve the clients you're currently serving. Like there's more to you than that. You can reach so many more people. And that was a real eye opener. Like I never saw that in myself, but she brought that out of me. So that is one thing I'm truly thankful for was being able to hire her to work on myself. Like I truly believe as coaches, we do have to go first. We have to work on our own journey before we can serve others. So I think for me personally, I needed that person to be cheering me on and saying, there's other options. There's other way of not only helping yourself, but others. And that's what opened me to this door of just helping people at such a deeper capacity and on a one-on-one level. Right. The mind can't see what it doesn't believe. So having that other person that can see things that we're blocked from and help us through those blocks so that we can achieve more than we even imagined. Amazing. It's an amazing process. It is. And one thing I wanted to talk about too today and just kind of diving a little bit deeper and I know we talked about this before is really tapping into being a female entrepreneur but also struggling with mental health. Right. Because that is something that I've personally experienced and I believe it is talked about in the industry but it's not talked about enough. And I just want to share with the audience that it's not a taboo topic. Like I think we need to talk about this because it is really important, like can still be successful.
successful, but also struggle with mental health and have personal challenges. So for myself personally, I believe I've always struggled with anxiety and depression, but I was never fully diagnosed. It's just something that I've always known. I had the symptoms and I always tried to manage it on my own. And then last year I started Winx Healthy Living LLC. It was March of 2019. And I was working my full-time job as a social worker and still doing my business. And I remember just feeling so burned out at the end of the year that I had said to my fiance, I think I just need to take a break. Like I just wasn't taking care of myself the way I should have been. And here I am helping other people. And I'm like, well, I need to practice what I preach too, right? Like I'm telling you to self-care and take a minute out for yourself and set boundaries. And I'm like jumping over all my boundaries, breaking (laughs) them down, you know, and like not practicing when I'm preaching. And it was in January of this year. It was like two days before this incident happened. I said to my fiance, I really think I'm at my breaking point now. Like I need to slow down. I came down with a sinus infection. I went to the store and I remember feeling really dizzy. The next thing I know, I'm on the floor of ShopRite. I was at a supermarket on the floor and I have five people surrounding me and they're like, are you okay? And I had no idea what happened. I probably lost a minute of time. It turns out I collapsed because I was so stressed and I wasn't slowing down. I just kept going on that hamster wheel. And yeah, like two months later, I was diagnosed too with depression. And I'm like, this all makes sense. Like there were so many red flags coming up. So like, I just wanted to say too, for anybody that is running a business or, you know, working themselves to the bone, I think it's really important that we acknowledge those red flags because our bodies are telling us something. Absolutely. And that has been my experience. And I've, I've talked with other women that have had that experience. You know, we will take the emotional pain, the internal pain, we will just stuff it down and keep going and keep going, you know, and we think we should deal with this, we should be stronger than this, we shouldn't be feeling this pain, and just keep going and going until our bodies start breaking down. And that's when we're like, okay, we have to do something. But for some reason, women, and especially us entrepreneurs who, you know, are intelligent and strong, and we want all these things for our lives, we don't want to stop our mental wellness. Correct. And I think too, as females in general, we wear so many different hats, and we have so many different roles. And I think society also has high expectations where we're, you know, we're wives, we're mothers, we're friends, we're business owners, we're career women, we wear all of these different hats. It's almost like we're super women, which we are, but you know, to an extent of where we're not compromising our own health and our own physical, mental, emotional well being, and we have to slow down and we have to honor it. And I think a lot of that comes back to is being able to set boundaries and set limits for ourselves. Because without limits and without setting those boundaries, we're really pushing ourselves above and beyond. You know, it can be hard. Some days we have to say no, especially being a business owner, being able to set up a schedule for yourself that's really going to work for you, knowing that you can show up every day. That's one thing I've learned just being in the business is I'm going to set my days up where I know I can show up fully and I'm going to be able to show up powerfully for my clients. If I know, for example, the mornings, I need slow mornings, then maybe it's the afternoon into the evening where I can best serve my clients and that they're going to get the best from me. And they're going to walk away from that session feeling like super empowered. Their world is lit up. Okay. I'm ready to take action. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I had heard something really interesting about scheduling the other day that we tend to make our plans and our schedules as if we're going to be on point hundred percent every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's just not realistic. It's not going to happen. And that's what sets you up for being behind and feeling burnt out. And instead 
of scheduling for, hey, some things might not go as planned today. Let's have some wiggle room in there so that we show up the way we right. want to, not behind frantic, you know, stress, frazzle, things like that. I looked at my schedule just to kind of see where I was back in March and I went, what was I doing to myself? <laughs> you know, like I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, I had how many appointments that day? I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's true. And that's the thing. Our inbox is always going to be full. There's always going to be some task that we have to do. And I know this is like, it's interesting. I think this was back in college. I had a professor say this, your inbox will always be full and God forbid something happened to you tomorrow. That inbox is still going to be full and somebody else might take over that inbox and then continue. Right. So like, right. it's okay. Like the inbox is going to be full. We can only do so much in a day. And that's the thing. We still have to slow down because we could be wasting all this time worrying and life is really short one step at a time. Right. Yeah. I think that comes down to that pressure that we as women put on ourselves. Um, and it's probably because we have not always been able to do it all. Mm -hmm. And, and now that we can, we want to prove that we can. And we don't, we're afraid of anything that might show any weakness. So we just want to check all the emails, check all the messages mm -hmm. on the weekends, any time of night or day. We just want to do it all and just keep, keep going. And, and that's not sustainable and that's not how we really show up and make an impact. A hundred percent. That's when we burn out. That's when we find ourselves almost resenting our business too. Ugh, I have to work 12 hours today. There's like this resentment builds up. And the more resentment that builds up, the further away you want to be from being on social media, you know? Know, being on your Instagram story talking about tips and helping people or even just showing up, you know, for your clients, it's like, then you start to resent those phone calls. And that's not why we created this business. We created it to help other women, to empower other women Absolutely. and to be, you know, in this leadership role. So honoring your body and your needs 120%, being able to disconnect from the computer and unplug, we need that in order to be at our best. So being like self-care is selfless. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not taking care of your needs, then you're just not showing up the way that you should. Well, not should, but you're not showing up the way that you actually want to. The reason you set out to do all this, like you said, to help. If you're resentful and burn out, that's the way you show up for your clients is going to suffer. And, and that's not what you wanted. So it, you've lost your alignment there with your purpose and your want. Your business has become a should instead of a want. It's time to work on that mindset and shift that back. I love how you said should and they were like, not should, because I'm like, yeah, it's the, no, it's so true. It's the language, right? Like right. we don't even realize half the time how our language affects what we manifest. Absolutely. And I catch myself doing it sometimes too. I'm like, well, I think, and I'm like, wait, no, I know. <laughs> like, you know, just being able to shift the language too, because it really does affect the product of the outcome that we're hoping to achieve. And our language really does manifest our outcome. So I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm always catching that the should. And then I remember when I was first transitioning, then I, I try to say, well, I mean, I need to No, nope, I I want to. If I don't want to, then, you know, it's not it's not happening. Because need to feels icky. It feels like a chore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to have to. Like you said, the words are powerful. They put you in that, that mindset of, oh, yeah, I, I have to do this instead exactly. of I want to do this. Exactly. One thing I utilize too, and, you know, I think this would help a lot of female entrepreneurs too, is kind of calling out our strengths and digging deeper into what our strengths are. Because a lot of times too, when we don't want to show up, there's a lot of negative self-talk that 
that follows that. So for example, saying, you know, oh, I'm just not worthy of being able to help other women or I'm too tired today. All of that basically crap that our inner mean girl comes up with, Mm -hmm. she starts to flood the gates and then you start to believe her and she's sitting there laughing like, haha, I'm winning, right? But then if we start digging a little bit deeper into our strengths and really identifying, like knowing like, okay, I actually am really good showing up on Instagram story or, you know, I have a very powerful message to share with other people. So I'm strong in my communication skills, right? I'm open to receiving. Really digging into whatever our strengths are, I find that that really shifts not only the tone of your day, but how you're showing up in your business and showing up for your clients. Oh, absolutely. And this is something that I've personally been working on um, because I tend to, when I'm evaluating, I tend to focus on what went wrong, Mm -hmm. which is okay to focus on what went wrong with, you know, the mindset of just how to fix it and learn and grow, but I don't focus on those successes. So I've started success practice in my journaling where I write down five things that went right that day. And it's amazing. It changes your whole week. You get to the end of the week. And instead of thinking of, you know, all the things that went wrong, you're like, oh, I had a great week. Yes. And it also teaches you how to celebrate the small wins too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. It reminds you to stop again and take a moment to celebrate those because I've had that experience of that one second joy when you, you know, when you accomplish something and then immediately after you're like, oh wait, but now I've got to do this. Yeah. It's like human nature. We're like, yes, we did this. And then it's like, okay, so what's on, like, what's up next? What's coming up next on the roster? What else can I achieve? Right. We're already like on to the next thing before the first thing even really happened. It's like such a new success. And yeah, I agree. Like being able, especially again in business, being able to help people and celebrating whether like a lot of my clients do like I had a client say, Oh, I only lost three pounds. I was like, girl, do you know how much three pounds is? I said, we're celebrating that. Or even one of my clients, she worked out, she used to work out no days a week. Now she works out four. And I'm like, that is huge. Like celebrate that. You're showing up four days a week. You know, I think human nature, we tend to look at the big picture. So it's like we look at, oh, well, if I want to start feeling good in my skin and feeling better in my clothes, my real goal is 50 pounds. So I don't celebrate the one pound weight loss, the five pound weight loss. And like, that's the thing that I like to promote too, is we have to celebrate each step. And the same thing for female entrepreneurs, it's the same thing. Even if you don't, let's say, have someone sign up for your program, but they come back to you and they tell you, you know what, you showing up online has really impacted me, um, you know, and just by following you on social media, I started inputting these journal practices. And now every day I'm journaling. It's like, Oh my God, like, I'm so glad that I was able to empower you to show up for yourself like that. That's the stuff. That's what really matters. Right. And when you don't celebrate along the way, so many people tend to give up on the, their dreams and things they want. And they don't realize that they have impacted someone, you know, and if they kept going, that would come around and they would have seen that. Yep. Um, and I'm sure you see this a lot with your entrepreneurs, just celebrating that you started a business. That is a huge thing. And so many women that I meet that do that, it's like, yeah, I started my business, but I I don't have any clients. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, how long have you been in business? And it's like, oh, three weeks. You you just started your own business three weeks ago. Yeah. It's perfectly normal that you have no clients. And and now you're, you know, you're sad and you feel like a failure. You just started your own business. It's exciting. Celebrate, you know, be proud of that accomplishment. But we just go straight to, oh, well, well, now I don't have any clients or well, I have some, but not as many as I should have. Mm -hmm. It's our own personal expectation that can really 
hurt us. And especially too, if you do experience any type of mental health challenges with like depression, anxiety, it's almost amplified because we're trying to fight whether it's like chemical imbalance or it's situational and it's environmental depression. There's all different types. But I think that's the biggest thing is when we start to put that personal expectation on us and we miss the bar by, you know, an inch, we feel like we failed, but it's like, what actually went right? Like, let's dig a little bit deeper into that and being able to switch our mindset. It's really, it's a lot of it comes down to mindset practices. Like for me personally, that's how I feel like I've made a shift, not only in my business, but in my personal life is yes, I was struggling, you know, with depression. It's something that I have, but it's my mindset that's really helped me push through those hard days, push through those days where I'm like, I really don't feel like showing up online today, but this is the time I need to show up. It's when you don't want to show up is probably the time you really need to show up. You have a message that needs to be heard, share it. Absolutely. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And, you know, coaching is, we're not medical professionals. So for those people who are, you know, struggling with chemical imbalances and that kind of anxiety and depression, you should absolutely seek out health professionals and work with them and have that supervision of a doctor. But that being said, for me, when my anxiety and depression started getting bad and it was actually, like I said, a physical issue that brought me to be like, okay, I can't manage this on my own anymore. I need help. Mm -hmm. And so I did therapy and doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists and yoga and meditation and exercise, Mm -hmm. (laughs) drinking water. I did all the things and I was not getting relief. And it wasn't until I got a coach that I was able to start doing the work on the mindset, on the the things that were contributing um, to the anxiety and depression, which I do, you know, I have hereditary struggles with those things, but it was still that that mindset was key in managing it. And the depression, when I have a bout of depression now versus before, you know, I had these tools, it's completely different experience. It was so much more painful and dark um, at that time. So these tools are, you know, invaluable as far as dealing with that kind of stuff and having that ability to question your thoughts and shift that mindset. It's very important, even if you don't have the diagnosis and you just have anxiety and depression that you're managing, or if you do, it's for me, it was that final piece that actually brought me the relief that I needed. Oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. And it's true. Hiring a coach really does help because like you had mentioned too, with the mindset piece and having that. And if you are having a challenging day, that's why they're there. They're there to help you get out of that darkness that might be creeping up again or like coming from a place to love and being like, okay, but is that actually true? Like what is actually true? And kind of being able to talk you, you know, down and shifting your mindset. So I agree. Honestly, that's what was the game changer for myself as well, because I too, like therapy, doctors, you know, psychologists, all of that. I've been through the same as well. And I still have a therapist that I work with and it's beautiful. And she's able to help me more with like personal pieces. But then having that coach when like the self-doubt comes up about, am I really making the right decision? Am I working? worthy enough to be helping people. It's so nice to have a coach that understands and that empathizes, but can also pull you out. So I agree with you 120%. Right. Absolutely. And it was actually my psychiatrist that was like, do therapy regular or work with someone. You have to do the mind work, you know, on top of everything else. And she's like, that's what's going to get you through. So, um, and she was right, you know, having that coach there to help change how you look at things really important to bringing you out of that dark place or just that inner critic that beats you up all day, every day. hundred percent. My psychiatrist said the same thing. She goes, what are you doing for mindset? She goes, you sound lovely. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, 
And it's cool to see that. And she says the same thing. She's like being able to really dig deeper into the mindset and the way you view things really helps because, you know, all the different pieces put together, like, like, for example, she said medication is good, but you also have to have other components too. Like you mentioned before, are you drinking water? Are you attending to your nutrition? Are you getting movement frequently? You know, how are your relationships? How do you communicate with others? All of that matters. And that's all stuff too that we find in entrepreneurship as well. Like human connectedness is the biggest part I feel like of entrepreneurship and really developing connections. And you know, how do you treat others? And do you treat others as you would treat yourself? So like how you treat a fiance or a loved one, are you treating yourself the same way? Because it's so much easier to like give out that love to other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We think we're unworthy of giving it to ourselves. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, that's how the brain goes. But we are completely worthy and we need that self-love. But a couple of things that I found that's really helpful for me too, especially if I'm feeling really connected or the negative thoughts are coming up is I'll actually go outside on the porch and I'll roll out my yoga mat and I'll just listen to a meditation for 10 minutes on my phone. And I've noticed a huge difference in my productivity too. Because when I start to get like that anxious or I'm feeling like frazzled, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be productive trying to work and create programs and you know talking to people so I'm like all right I'm gonna step away from Voxer I'm gonna step away (laughs) from all the sources of communication and that's just been an ultimate game changer too just taking 10 minutes out and finding a place where there's some clarity and peace I notice I can function better and really show up stronger if I take that time out and 10 minutes we can all make 10 minutes we're so used to like oh there's just not enough time we can make the time Absolutely. I think that coaching, it really helps us dig in and progress with mindfulness and making Mm -hmm. those changes. Um, And meditation can be a bit of a slower practice. But I think that having that that foundation and and for me too, I I do it every day, but going back to that and practicing that mindfulness, it's really important to help with clarity and with finding our space and remembering that we do have space for these things. We do. Absolutely. And also too, journaling is really helpful too. I think especially when we're in this entrepreneur space, we really have to kind of get our thoughts out and the emotions that we're feeling and digging deep into like, what's actually true? What do I actually want to manifest in my life? Who do I want to help? And who do I want to serve? And I think when we're consistent with writing that down and getting that out into the universe, we see the shift. We slowly see the shift align. And it's not only self-care and mental health, but it's also just being able to help manifest. So I love it because it kind of taps into all the different domains. Absolutely. Yeah. It sets your mind up, even maybe subconsciously when you're setting that plan, and it could be your business plan, vision, to look for those things, to prioritize those things, and it guides you. So yeah, having that, some, there's something about writing things down that just, you know, really helps solidify and give things more um, power. I had actually read a statistic yesterday that said people are 50% more likely to achieve their goals if they write them down. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge percentage there. So it, power in writing that stuff down and you know journaling's not one of the more like sexy practices when people think of stuff they can start doing but it really has a huge impact having oh different journaling practices 
It really is. It's such a game changer. I work with a couple one-on-one clients and we have been working on journal prompting and one of them has seen such like a difference in her life. My gosh, perfect example. She got a compliment from her boss or actually from the president of her company. And she also got a huge promotion where she doubled her salary and she got a new car and they're working on their house. So, I mean, so many different things have come to her since she started journaling. She's also having like more self-confidence. She's showing up for herself, working out consistently. Her nutrition's been a lot more well-rounded. And of course, this has come with coaching and having that additional support. But it's amazing when you input, you know, the supports of a coach and then also change up some strategies and have, you know, journaling in there and manifesting what a shift she's had since we started working together. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, um, you know, coaching is like pouring an accelerant on what you have going on. So I think that that's very important. And for anyone listening, you and I are both available Mm -hmm. to coach them. But for right now, while you're thinking about this or before you reach out for right now, you can work on journaling and you can make these shifts and start programming your mind to look for good, to look for ways to accomplish your goals, to practice gratitude, which leads to happiness and less depression. So these are just practical things that you can start doing on your own to work on that mindset. Absolutely. Or even just sitting outside five minutes just to have a five minute reset and gain some clarity and then come back to, you know, being connected. But one thing I do want to see too is, and I, I might have mentioned this last time, that coaches need coaches. So if you are a female entrepreneur Absolutely. and you don't have a coach, I would highly suggest or highly recommend getting one because it really is a game changer in your business. Not even just like from attracting clients, but being able to show up for yourself and really bust down your limiting beliefs and barriers that you might find that are kind of holding you back. Because a lot of times as coaches, we get in our own way. That's why we're struggling too too, is because our mindset, our personal beliefs, you know, we think that we don't have this ability. A lot of the times those limiting beliefs are what are the walls that we're putting up from getting to our successes. So I highly recommend right now, if you don't have a coach to get one. Yes, me yeah. too. I have, a, I have a few. So um, I practice what I preach. <laughs> Uh, me too. I probably in the past year have had four coaches. That's good. Yeah. 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 And it's so cool. I love working with different people too, because each of them have different perspectives and different strengths that they can give you. So, you know, like I've had a business coach, I've had a soulful business coach. I've had, gosh, I had a spiritual mentor who was also a shaman. It's been really amazing. Yeah. That's what, when you said earlier that you were a spiritual coach that, you know, I immediately envisioned like this shaman and I was just like, Oh, that sounds so cool. I would like to be like, I have a spiritual coach. <laughs> yes. And it's so amazing. Right now, I actually just introduced my energetic healings as well. And I'm doing them in person, but also distance wise too, because all of that works. <laughs> distance healing is beautiful as well. But you also notice a shift in yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing with the energetic healings. It's really meant for you to be able to clear up your chakras and get imbalanced and really get a tuned with who you are as a person so that way you can show up the best in your business. Awesome. And so I was just wondering, Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, going through your depression and and how you worked with that, what are some of the tools that you found to be most helpful in managing your depression? Unplugging from social media, that has been a really big one um, because it's so easy to kind of fall into that comparison trap. And then it really takes a lot of like joy from you because for me personally, I was feeling depressed because I was having a lot of self-doubt. It was like the self-esteem and like second-guessing myself. Is this something? 
something that I can really do. I think that for me personally, that's where I was really struggling. So being able to step away from social media and only have a certain amount of time taking weekends off too. That has been really helpful. I truly believe we do need to have a balance of work and play and work gets to be fun. Like we get to do all these things and we get to have time off. It's not, oh, I have to take time off. It's, oh, I get to have time off and really being able to reframe my own language and limiting beliefs and mindset. Um, so that has been really helpful. Also staying present because I'm very big into worrying about the future constantly. And so when I see that the anxiety piece is coming up and I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, what's going to happen a year from now? That's so ridiculous. Anything could change tomorrow. So one big thing I work on is where am I currently at? If I'm hanging out with my fiance and spending time with him, I'm enjoying that time. If I'm in my journal, I'm in tune to my words. And again, this is all with practice and time. It's not like, oh, okay, I'm present and I feel good. You know, yeah, but really being able to train my mind and doing things that fill my cup while having like this childlike wonderment about it because we lose that as we get older. We kind of lose the innocence and the excitement of doing something new. I like the example of do you remember when you were a kid and you would have like maybe gotten a gift from a family member and you could build something? Like, let's say it's Legos and playing with these Legos for hours, like building different things, and you're like so excited excited. That's kind of how I like to approach filling my cup is like, oh, I've never done this before. I have this wonderment and excitement about it. And I don't lose interest after 10 minutes, you know, because we're worried about, gee, I wonder if somebody filled out my application on type form, you know, like you're kind of just, you're trying to stay like in touch with yourself and have that innocence. So that's another thing I've personally been working on is finding things that really do fill my cup from a place of enjoyment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important to have those things for ourselves and to enjoy our lives. You know, we're not here to just survive or to just be obsessed with all the potential future things that could go wrong. (laughs) We are here in this present moment and we should enjoy it. Yeah. Something else that's actually helped me too with managing my depression is talking about it. You would have never seen me even a year ago talking about this. This is not something I felt comfortable about. Um, I hid it for the longest time. Uh, You know, friends of mine knew I had anxiety because it was pretty obvious, you know, (laughs) the way I would talk or the way I I would say things are like, oh, you worry so much or, oh, Amanda, you're anxious, you know, but like the depression piece, no one ever really saw that because I was always like really happy and excited and like, you know, positive energy. And like, I do believe I have positive energy, but I think behind closed doors, no one actually saw like the sadness or like the dark piece. So what's really helped me is talking about, and that's a big reason why I wanted to come back today because I do believe that it's talked about, but it's not talked about enough. And it's still in some cases people look at it as taboo and it's like now we've come such a long way that we're able to own our shit you know I hope I can say that on air okay great (laughs) but we're able to own it so if that's something that you're struggling with I feel it like using your voice it's so freeing absolutely yeah I think that there's a very common experience with people thinking that they can't share um, their depression because they have too much they you know they realize that they have maybe a good relationship relationship or a good job or financial security and they see other people around them 
who don't have these things and they think that they can't say that they're sad, that they're in pain. Um, and it, it keeps them suffering in silence. And so, like you said, you don't deserve that. You deserve to break free and to have relief from that depression. And being able to step forward and ask for help or talk about it is an amazing step to getting the help that you need. It is so freeing and it shows that you're human too. You know, like not everything is rainbows and sunshine. Some days it's going to be hard. Some days, you know, we have all these victories and the other days it's, it's challenging. And I think that's been for me personally, the biggest step is just sharing it with people and talking about it. And, you know, at first I was afraid because I did reveal this on my Instagram. I would say about like a month and a half ago, I, you know, wrote a post about it and I was just really honest. And at first I'm like, oh my gosh, like my coworkers are on here and I have family members and I have people that have known me since childhood or people that are just meeting me. And of course there was some fear that it's like, what are they really going to say though? And to be honest with you, the reaction I felt, so my heart was full. Like that, thank you so much for sharing. And it's just amazing the amount of positivity that was received from opening up. And I think it almost empowers others to free themselves and open up about it too. Like I said, it makes us human. We are human. Absolutely. And that was, it was very brave of you. And it does, it provides that to other people who are suffering in silence and they see that you are successful and happy and you do have tools and experience and you can still have depression and you manage it and you deal with it. And, you know, being able to see that is is inspiring and empowering to so many other people. So thank, thank you. you for putting that out there and, you know, being vulnerable. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes, it, it's been a journey, but I am just so thankful. And I feel like it's just, it's made me stronger. And I hope this helps other women that whether they're career women, whatever, you know, you're a female entrepreneur, I hope this empowers you too to start speaking up too more about your personal struggles and sharing. And just knowing that there are people in your corner too. Like I said, coaches need coaches and we have people that are understanding. So just knowing that like your voice is being heard and there are going to be people there to support you through it. Absolutely. I think many times that we shrug off support and we think that it, it's uh, stronger or somehow better to, to do everything alone, but it takes courage and strength and you know intelligence to realize that there are support options out there and that you don't have to struggle as much. You can have yeah. support and help and why not? You know, there, that's a good shift it's getting your mind that I can do it all on my own and said, I can do it all on my own with help. It'll be that much easier and more fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. To be honest with you, that was my MO for the longest time. Like, oh, I could do it myself. It's totally fine. And then that one day I was like, oh no, I can't do this anymore. Like this is not, you know, the light bulb went off and it's like, all right, time for therapy, time for a psychiatrist, time for a coach. Like that's just, you know, and you're right. It is more fun having more people. You know, surrounding right. you and helping you. Like we aren't made to do things on our own all the time. Like it, it really does take a village. Like it's nice to have those natural or, you know, formal supports, whatever, but you have those support systems surrounding you and it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. I like to think of it like, you know, building your own, your own tribe. You know, we see a lot of that in TV and movies when people are famous or rich, they've got all these different people that play different roles for them, but you, anyone, you can build that in your life. You got your coach in your corner, you know, helping you out like Rocky. You've got your friends, family, mentors, teachers. That is not a sign of weakness. That's 
a sign that you have a team, that you have a support group, that it's team you and you can build that. And then you can be a part of other teams for other people and share that support and we can all grow and be better for it. I like that team you, there you go. Strength and resilience. That's what it is. (laughs) Exactly. That's one of the things I love about being a coach. I want to be a part of your team. I want to help you grow and that makes me happy and it helps others. So it works. (laughs) That's the best part of being a coach is like just watching other people come out stronger on the other side and like feel good about themselves. Like when you feel that energy radiating from your clients and they're talking about like, wow, this is where I started on month one and we're on month six and like what a change I've made. It's just like, oh my gosh, like my heart wants to explode of joy because it's like, this is why we do it. This is why we're coaches. We want to see people succeed. We want to see women being able to be the best versions of themselves. And it's, it's possible. Absolutely. Possible yeah. for any of us. If I can do it, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. I was so wound up in my anxiety and so depressed and, you know, and now I know the tools to deal with it. And like I said, if I can go through that process and get to where I am now, I have my own business and I'm always doing the things that I used to have on my should list. They're now on my want list. Right. And that's, it's amazing that I want to do them and I am doing them instead of they're just a weight and a pressure on my life. And when I see other women starting to make those changes and, you know, experience that too, it's just, it's phenomenal. It, it makes me, you know, feel better. And it's just a whole circle of help and growth and overcoming anxiety and depression. It makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning. You're like, I love what I do. All right. Like, let's get cracking. Like you said, I think <laughs> shifting that want is really important too, because it's exciting and it's fun. And you are like ready for, you know, creating and supporting you know, versus like you said, the, the, I should be doing this. It just, it feels icky. Absolutely. And that, <laughs> that leads down that road to, you know, having that depression when you have so many shoulds, you know, weighing down on you and you couldn't possibly do them all anyways. And then of course, yes. many of us want to do them all perfectly on top of that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a, a huge weight that's just like not good enough, not going to make it, not enough. And we still accomplish things with that on. A hundred percent. And if we feel like there's something that comes up and we were like, we really want to do it, but our plate's full, just write it down so you have it. And that way you just nix that anxiety loop. You know that's something you want to do and then come back to it. That's something one of my coaches taught me. And I was like, huh. I'm like, oh yeah. Because it kind of cuts the anxiety loop. That's, I'm like doing this. Like they can see me doing the anxiety loop. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yes <laughs> but it does it like it cuts that anxiety loop that you've put on your head it's on paper great now I can come back to it and I don't have to worry about doing it right this second that's Absolutely. been a huge shift for me too being able to just write it down yeah you can always write it down and evaluate and see can I fit this in where could I fit this in have things changed can something else shift out you don't have to just keep piling it on you have your wants that clarity that vision and then that leads you to the actions and the goals that you set. It does. It does. Oh, Lisa, can I share with the audience um, where they can find me? Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So <laughs> you can find me um, on Instagram. It's lowercase h and it's health underscore coach underscore Amanda. That's on Instagram. And then you can also find me on Facebook at Amanda Michelle. That's with two L's. Wink. 
W-I-N-K. And I also have a private Facebook group. I don't know if you want to do that show notes or I can share it on here. Uh, we can put it in the show notes, but you okay. can say the name of it so people can search sure. for it as well. Sure. It's nutrition and emotional eating. And that one's for men and women, just so you know. So nutrition and emotional eating for men and women. But that group is going to be shifting shortly, but that is the name of it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have just so much energy and so many areas that you help people with, you know, the emotional eating, spiritual side, energy healing, past trauma, and then, you know, you have so much experience as an entrepreneur yourself and dealing with depression, all of that makes for an absolutely fantastic coach. So I know that people who are thinking about reaching out to you, they definitely will not regret it and they will have that transformational process that they're looking for. 120%. And also it's true because it's all tied together. It's not just nutrition. It's not just fitness. It's not just the spirituality. All of it's tied together, those multiple life domains. And it's super important that we tap into each of those because that's where we create balance, right? If one thing is unbalanced, we're going to feel that in the other life domains. It's going to be weighing heavier. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember when I first started working with a coach, I had went to a coach with a particular niche and I was so grateful for her wisdom and experience that she realized that I actually just needed, I needed to get back to the foundations, you know, self-compassion and thought work and all that. And so we started working on that and business, having my own business was just some dream that I had just always had. That's not even something that we talked about. But Mm -hmm. as you know, as that space started opening up in my life, and I was working on mind shift uh, mindset in different areas, it it went into everything. And I had, you know, I was able to overcome the anxiety and step out and, you know, break through the the blocks and self limiting beliefs and start my own business. That's so amazing. And like you said, too, it's like tapping into those other areas, the foundational piece, and it brought you out of your limiting beliefs. And then there you are. Now you have this beautiful business that you've created to help other women. Yeah. The the tools that we teach, they apply to all areas of your life. So that's one of the actually hard reasons to sell coaching is because you do have to come up with some specific offer to draw people in because, you know, like we talked about earlier, if you can't, if the brain doesn't believe it, you can't see it. So it's hard to be like, hey, you can be happy and yeah. enjoy your life and achieve your goals. Some people just, they can't even picture that. <laughs> and and that's what we, that's what we do for them, but they can't even picture it. So, you know, we have to break it down to things like, you know, grow your business or overcome emotional eating. You know, we have to get those specific pain points because it's hard to believe that you can just have a fantastic life. (laughs) I like that you mentioned the pain points too. Yeah. I actually, in my group coaching program, three out of the four women right now are starting businesses. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how amazing is that? Because they were holding themselves, their selves back because they weren't sure what their purpose was. And, you know, their own depression and anxiety was holding them back. Their self-doubt was holding them back. And they're like, Amanda, because two of them have known me for quite some time. And they were like, but we've seen you grow so much. Like, I know it's possible now for me too, especially going through your group coaching program and seeing, you know, what we're really able to achieve. One of them just started her photography business. Um, Another one is starting her art graphic design business. And then the third woman is 
actually right now in the brainstorming process. So I'm just like, that is so amazing. Absolutely. And that's another one of the benefits of what you've done, um, being vulnerable and allowing people to see who you are and you know the things that go on in your life, like depression, because we're not, coaches aren't like gurus or these people up on a mount for you to come and you know learn how to live this perfect life. Um, we are humans that have struggled and been through it and learn these tools that we can help share with others. And I think that being able to see that and see that we're not some, you know, we're not some like special aberration, then other women are like, oh, I can do this too. That's part of that seeing it and believing it for themselves. Oh yeah. We're not superhuman. I mean, listen, we could be, you know, nutrition coaches and still need help with our nutrition. Like we're not superhuman. We have knowledge. We've been through it. We still have our own struggles that we go through like, and things that we're working on. We're always working on something. We're always progressing on something. So absolutely. I think that's the beautiful part is people are able to see our journey and know that it's possible for them and that they are worthy of this change and this shift. So absolutely. Yes. And so again, I appreciate you, you know, demonstrating that so beautifully to everyone. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be back on. I really appreciate you having me again. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know that the first episode was, is going to add, you know, great value to people's lives. And this one is just as amazing, if if not even more so um, somehow. So I'm excited to, to get this out there because there are women whose lives are ready to be changed by you specifically. Woo, let's do this. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you again for coming today. And is there anything else that you'd like to add? before we say goodbye. I just want to encourage any woman that's listening to this podcast right now, again, just to know that anything is possible if we believe it and being able to take action, you're going to see so much change. So hire a coach. You're strong. You've got this. Absolutely. Perfect. Very well said. Um, Thank you again. And reach out to Amanda. She shared the IG, the Facebook, and we'll have all that in the show notes so you can find her. Thank you again. Thank you. 